welcome to Rather Good Chat. <laughs> it's a podcast from me, Joel Veach, and David Shute from Rather Good, talking about stuff. And today we're going to be talking about cats. Hooray! Hi, Dave. Hooray! Hi, Joel. How are you doing? I'm magnificent, thank you. Absolutely magnificent and enormous. Very, very large and very, very frightening. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> you are. I am. Um, I'm not quite as large as you, but uh, I think I'm. I'm more unsettling Ooh, than frightening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's really just the sheer enormity of the blubber is just that <laughs> straight shock and fear. But it's just so much more interesting to watch people's reactions to you, isn't it? When they walk into a room with you in it, and th- it's yeah, like it's they the can confusion. never quite place what what's wrong, but something's off, right? Something's definitely wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it kind of I, I'm sort of uncanny valley personified? I think. Yeah. Like I look, I look about ninety eight percent like a human. Yes, like a, you're sort of a human man, but there's something. You know, you watch people staring, and like they're trying to work it out. It's like, is it because he doesn't blink for unnaturally long periods, <laughs> or is it because his hair doesn't seem to quite obey gravity, or is it is it because one of his arms? Uh, stays completely still at all times, and the other vibrates very quickly. <laughs> I mean, the extreme vibration is always a little bit off-putting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, such a high frequency, you can't quite see the arm, can you? It's just or, a or is it the fact that I have a, a literal goat head? <laughs> where, where do you have the goat head? Oh, it's on my sternum. <laughs> Does the goat head function? Is it a functional goat head? Well, as much as a, a single <laughs> disembodied goat head can function, yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, does it does it goat? Is it is it trying to butt things? Does it bleat? Well, it it, it bleats a lot. Yes. Right. I mean, that's all it can do really is to bleat. You don't feed it. It kind of it looks around in a sort of mad, panicked way. With right. Its it, what's it connected to? Like, if you feed it, does that work, or does it just parasitically exist on your sternum? I've never tried feeding it. Um, I assume it would just sort of like chew up the food and spit it out. Because, I mean, there's no internal pipes going on. It's just there. Do you know that there are no internal pipes if you haven't tested this? Oh, yeah. I ran my hand right down it to find out. Yeah. Oh, OK. Where did your hand come out? <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere. It just didn't go it came, anywhere. It came out my ass. It must, oh, there you go. So it has got pipe work. I wouldn't call it a pipe. Tubing. Yeah, tubing. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, it must be connected to something that you know. If it's bleating, you must have some kind of airflow going on. Or is that? Do you think that's? Do you think that's air from your digestive tract? Like, so not I, really uh, air at all, more kind of methane. I don't know how much logic you can apply to a haunted, disembodied goat head. He didn't mention it was haunted. Of course, it's haunted. Joel. Oh, for Look God's sake! It. I Look thought we it. were just talking about a parasitic goat head, not like. Some kind of paranormal phenomenon. Well, I, I don't think you can have a disembodied goat head attached to your sternum without it being a little bit haunted, right? Really? Is that true of all goats or just the disembodied head ones? <laughs> just, well, I mean, how would you tell if, looking at, a, at an ordinary goat, Yeah. how would you tell if it's a normal goat or a disembodied goat head paranormally attached to a headless goat body? Ah. Uh... Maybe that's what they all are. I don't think it's I like I don't think it's a coincidence that ghost and goats are the same word, basically. 
Yeah, yes, basically, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's entirely right. Yeah. So that's what happens when you die, or is it only if you're not at peace with the world you become a goat? If you, you become a goat, you become a goats. You become a goats. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, say goatsy. Oh no, I've just said it, but I'm not going to go into uh, any more detail about that. Um, no, I think no. it's using the at and then the plural of goat. It just kind of sent my mind in that awful direction but i would say that this has some similarities to buddhism so i don't know whether that's good or bad really haunted goat heads have some similarity with buddhism well no the circle you know the reincarnation thing like is quite similar to when you die you come back as a goat it's just more restricted right right you come back as a goat grafted onto a middle-aged man's sternum yeah so it's not like as so i mean I'm not going to Google it. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm no expert on Buddhism. I'm sure our Buddhist listeners will put me straight if this is wrong. But my understanding is that a, a Buddhist would say you accumulate karma through your life and what you're reincarnated in is dependent on how good or bad you've been throughout your previous life, right? Um, mm. Whereas what we seem to have uncovered here is a more limited reality where you just become a goat, a haunted goat. When you die. And that's just yes. what happens. That's just what happens, yes. Yeah. As time goes on, we'll see more and more haunted goats. But the goats themselves can die or, or not? Can goats die? I don't know. I've never seen a goat die. Oh. So what happens to them? Like, we would be... I'm just going to quickly do the mental arithmetic. Okay, I've done it. And the answer is 27 metres. Completely, right. completely deep in a global covering of goats. If they never died. So something must be happening to the goats. Right, right. Or else well, we'd be on top of a 27-metre goat crust. Maybe they're just transcending to a non-physical state of being. Oh, do you think they just evaporate and become a dispersed consciousness? Yeah, they, as they ascend to a higher dimension, I think. Okay, so they don't just become gaseous. They literally leave this plane. I think so, yes. May well, maybe actually, maybe the, um, the haunted goat head is just the... Uh, three-dimensional part of the four-dimensional goat that extends into our reality, right? And your sternum. And my sternum. So Just by chance, my sternum. So you don't have the rest of the goat in your sternum, but you do have the rest of the goat in your sternum. It's just a four-dimensional goat. And it stuck its head yes. through a kind of dimensional window, which happens to coincide with the position of your sternum, and that's what's happened. I, I, think, that, I think that's probably the most likely explanation isn't it i mean one of the reasons that people find you so unsettling and that they're never mm. quite able to put their finger on is that you extend into a couple of the forbidden dimensions right <laughs> which people can't perceive with their natural kind of fleshy eyes but they yes. they can't help but be aware of on some deeper more fundamental level uh the the kind of the horror of it all but they don't see yeah, it. It's, That's almost certainly it's quite, how you've ended up with a goat infestation, to be honest with you. I, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's all very Lovecraftian, isn't it? Did Lovecraft have a goat in his sternum? Yes, yeah. In that case, yes. An, an incredibly <laughs> racist goat. Right, okay. Hey, so we're talking about cats anyway, right? Oh, yeah, we are, yeah, yeah. This episode is about cats. A conversation about cats will now follow, which will be informative and enlightening okay. on the subject of cats. So I've never owned a cat. Have you really?
Really? Have you managed to go through your life without owning a cat? I mean, it's not uncommon. Isn't that against the law? Isn't there a law about having to own a cat? No. No, you're thinking about not murdering people. Oh, I mean, I do often get those mixed up. But, Mm. um... Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I mean, you've lived on a ship as well, haven't you, for many years? And I thought yes, that all yeah, ships yeah, yeah. had a ship's cat. I did used to live on a boat. Yes, we had a we had a stuffed cat, like a not like a dead one, like a, a cuddly cat. Oh Jesus! We okay, cat. well that's different. You you, I can suggest a different phrasing for that. Maybe mm. <laughs> maybe you should say yes. toy cat. You're right. Rather than stuffed toy cat, because I immediately assumed you'd been murdering, and. Taxidermying murdering, cats, and I'm very relieved that you haven't. Cats. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I mean, I know that normally a galleon like your old home would have a ship's cat to keep the rats down, but I bet it would have helped you with your infestation of seagulls as well. I don't know, seagull. I, uh, I don't think a cat could take down a seagull. Really? I think it would be a fairly even, even battle. Right. Can, are you allowed to kind of soup up the cat's armory in those circumstances? Are you allowed to well, kind like, of tape? Well, woo- tape some knives to its feet. Yeah, kind of. but I mean, I wasn't thinking literally doing that because they'd be the wrong shape and size. But you know, like maybe carefully with pliers, craft Wolverine claws for it out of craft knife blades and a coat hanger. You know, not that I've ever right. done that because you know I don't have any seagulls. Yes, I used to have a lot of seagulls. Yes, um, what Joel's referring to is I used to I, when I lived on a boat. Um, I was plagued by seagulls, and they're just the worst bird, uh, and they were a constant nuisance. I remember you telling me that you once woke and... up under a skylight which was above your face when you were in bed to see a seagull puking bits of squid onto onto the thing immediately above your face. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm puking, puking like um, whatever it had managed to harvest from the marina, uh, and then for the benefit of its like horrible, scruffy children to come and peck out. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feed my children. Isn't that yeah, what everybody yeah. does? Just hawked up this giant pile of brownish-green disgustingness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I normally get myself so that, down to the nearest water and, and find whatever so I can to guzzle. a couple of like, muddy brown teenage seagulls could listlessly peck at it for a bit. And just watching that. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, what a lovely uh, way to start the day. <laughs> Is that, yeah, I mean, the, you, the natural you have, world is beautiful. Yeah, you you you've reproduced, haven't you? Is that not how you feed your offspring? <laughs> it's it's actually very close. I have reproduced, yes, yeah, yeah successfully. You have successfully yeah. reproduced, yeah, yes. You've hatched an yes. egg, a a day yeah. egg, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Little... And then we did the 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 ritual of fertilizing the egg. Oh, how did you fertilize it? Like like a stickleback. You sort okay. of just attach a, a cluster of eggs to... I actually, I don't know how sticklebacks do this. No, keep going. Uh, don't admit, about it. Don't admit yeah, that I'll you just don't guess. know. I'll guess. I know. They're, I have faith we, in you and your stickleback knowledge. We, we, we attached a cluster of eggs to a rock, and then I sort of just drifted past them, sort of just spraying them with a, a cloud of... Oh, no, don't say what you're... Material. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, phrased, yeah. well phrased. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I was a bit worried there. So you say drifting... What what medium yeah. were you in? Are you in the, the atmosphere, or are you underwater, or or what? Uh, jam. In jam. Yeah, yeah. We've got homemade marmalade. I've never done that before. I managed to live on this earth for many decades without ever trying homemade marmalade. It's brilliant. Everyone should have homemade marmalade. It's like jam, but oh, better because really? it's that got that sharpness of the orange peel. 
It's amazing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, sticklebacks. There's no sticklebacks in it. Maybe you should try. Introducing sticklebacks salty, to it or, or fishing. A salty there? tang. Yeah. Stickleback just, just is salty tang. Stickleback. Stickleback's one of the the funniest fish names, isn't it? It is a good fish name. I mean, there's several really good fish names. Is Blobfish a genuine name or is that just like a, a conversational name? No, I think name? that's... I think that's just a colloquial name, isn't it? Colloquial, yeah, okay. I mean, that makes also, sense. Also, because... the blobfish is quite a tragic thing, isn't it? Because like, the famous image of the grumpy-looking yes. blobby fish is because it's decompressed. Like, they don't look like that when they're alive. That one's, that one's very dead. Did they tell me that they look like a kind of splendid unicorn with rippling muscles <laughs> and, a, and a glowing They look mane. like a rainbow-coloured narwhal. Amazing. I, I yeah. can imagine no, that. They, I don't think they're the prettiest fish, but they look like just a fish when they're, you know, at, at deep depths. But yeah, the, the famous image of the, the blobfish is like a dead one that's collapsed because it's come too far up. It's just collapsed. From the depths. It just collapsed. Yeah. It happens to us all, right? It does happen to us <laughs> at all. At some point, we all just collapse. Yeah, you look pretty rough when you've collapsed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does the goat kind of give you any extra structural rigidity or will you collapse just like the rest of us? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I expect the goat would collapse along with me. but it, Just out of sympathy. At least in else. this dimension. Right. Mm. So it, yeah, the, it could the, end up squeezed The extra-dimensional the... part of the goat probably is unaffected by my own inevitable collapse. Right. Yeah. Fair goes. I think. Cats don't collapse. I've not ever seen a cat collapse. No, cats are always immaculately presented, aren't they? We've got a small mm. cat at the moment. He's um, he's called Kevin, and he's still a kitten, although he's getting quite big. And um, he's he's just immaculate. It's very funny. We've got the dog Barney, and the cat Kev, and you know, just this morning they were sitting on the bed and. Barney's kind of sitting there saying hello, good morning, with an enthusiastic grin on his face, like, like, oh, I'm such a good boy. Hello. Hello, my lovely parents. I love you. Let's start the lovely day. And then at the bottom of the bed, Kevin is malevolently kind of trying to bite my toes off, like literally biting them as hard mm. as he can and spiking me. They've got he's very, a very young cat, isn't he? He is. They've got a very different attitude to the world. Kevin is so, he's so naughty. Barney's a very good boy, and Kevin is not a good boy. He is not. He's a naughty boy. <laughs> no one ever calls cats good boys, do they? No, they don't. It's because they're not good boys. <laughs> but the Barney and Kevin get on very well anyway, so that's nice. I've always thought the difference between pet cats and pet dogs is if suddenly either of them were enlarged to the size of like a bear or a horse. Which happens often. Then, then your dog, your dog might kill you. But it would be an accident. Oh yes, but it'd like leap at you. Whereas to your, give cat, you a your cat, your cat would hug. would kill you. Your cat would kill you immediately. It would, and then eat you. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it would feel no remorse at all. That's true. I've mm. never really thought about what would happen if you scale things up. If you scaled up the hamsters, I don't know what they'd do. They'd just burrow. If you if you scaled up a bee, yeah, to like the size of a bear, would it be cute, or would it be terrifying? Well, maybe both. Like bears are cute and terrifying, aren't they? That's true, actually. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. yeah, I've always thought it's one of um, like either nature or our strange evolutionary psychology. One of the cruelest things is that bears look really cute. 
Mm. They're like one of the most dangerous things in the world. Yeah, it's definitely but they look mystery, adorable. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know where you are with a lion or especially a crocodile. You definitely know where you are with a crocodile, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, crocodiles do it right. They they yeah. obey the rules. They're like, I'm fearsome and I look fearsome. You know yeah. where you are with a crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, but bears, they just except polar bears. Polar bears look monstrous. Do you think? I think they still look yeah, pretty cool. Polar bears. You know when they're sledging down a hill with their legs in the air? They're like, oh yeah, yeah nice one, bear. Polar bear. It's some it's something about the, the shape of a polar bear's face. They don't look like teddy bears. They look like that face could eat you. Okay, that's interesting. I still think I they're think. pretty... And baby polar bears are awesome, aren't they? Well, baby most things are awesome, aren't they? Okay, is there a baby of any kind that isn't awesome? Baby naked mole rat. Oh, yeah, that could be right. What, what would you do if you found you had naked mole rats just in your pocket? <laughs> well, I just put my hand in my pocket and, and it, like, felt something sort that? of there's something sort of wriggly warm and warm, yeah. skin like. And when you pulled yeah. it out, it was a, a, like infested with naked mole rats. Mm. If 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 anyone doesn't know what a naked mole rat looks like, I encourage you to Google it. They are um, amazing. They are amazing. Imagine a rat that that has no fur, just looks like it's been shaved, <laughs> and this this horrible toothy face. Yeah, and they're really just big one of the toothed. ugliest animals. Yeah. yeah, huge teeth poking out the front of them. Yeah, they're amazing creatures, yeah. aren't they? What would they you really do with are. the baby? Yeah. Would, I mean, I know what my cat would do, seeing as we're talking about cats. What would you Would you feed them mm. to the goat? Would you just release them into the wild? I, I'd release them into the wild, I think. I, I, I have no ill will towards towards rodents. I think, they're, Even... remember, they're baby naked roll mats and they're mul- roll mats. Ro- roll mats. They're naked, <laughs> naked roll mats. And they're not in their, their kind of normal... Are they in Africa normally? They're not in their normal home anyway. They're, they won't no, last they're in, long. they're in my pocket. I think if, Inexplicably in my pocket. Yeah, I think if you're setting them loose in your garden or whatever, they'll just die slowly, won't they? You might be better I off giving them to I think what I'd probably do, I'd probably call the RSPCA and see what they said, is my boring answer. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to like, immediately kill some animals I found in my pocket. I want to. You want to see if they could have a nice. Maybe life. you could try and build a habitat for them. Yeah, definitely. If you've got a bucket yeah. of apparently, soil. You could just drop them in that. Well, I don't know about naked mole rats, but apparently rats make really good pets. Like they're one of the best rodents to have as pets. Of, right, I'm glad they're... you qualified that with to have as pets, because yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what um, like, capybaras are, like, ha- are a great rodent, aren't they? They're a better rodent than a rat. Well, I mean, they're a, they're a bigger rodent. Yeah, but they're also better. Uh, I watched a video of some capybaras eating a pumpkin the other day. Right. And uh, it was brilliant. They really enjoyed eating that pumpkin. They ate all the skin off it. And then one of them burrowed through and kind of shoved his head in like he was wearing a big Halloween helmet. It was great. That sounds nice. Yeah, they're great. But they have a dark side. Did I ever tell you about my cousin who was mauled by a capybara? You have told me this, but yeah. please tell the, the listeners. Well, he was in the Amazon where they live, my, my cousins, some of them, not all of my cousins. Um, I don't mean like there's a part of each cousin that's in the Amazon that haven't been like dissected or anything. I mean that I have some whole cousins who live in the Amazon and some who live elsewhere. And... Um, when he was thanks a, for the thanks for the necessary clarification. There. Yeah, sorry, I just realised I was being very very unclear with my with my language. <laughs> um, wouldn't want to confuse anyone on such an important and salient point. 
so they lived in the Amazon and he ended up on a private island anyway, which was uh, on which there was a pet capybara, a female, and he was just a baby. And the capybara, they tell me the capybara got jealous because he was getting all the attention and kind of munched him. And he had to be rushed to hospital on a speedboat and was all scarred up all over his chest from this um, capybara mauling. So there you go. They may look great. They may be objectively great, but they will maul your babies if you're not careful. So watch out for them. I think, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lesson there about not having a non-domesticated species as a pet, right? It's true. But we have standard, yeah. the standard list of, of qualified pets is there for a reason, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like, um, who are the, who are the, um, those American magicians who Oh, Siegfried and Roy. Who had tigers? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They got mangled by, or he, one of them got mangled by the tiger. Yeah, like having a having a pet tiger. Yeah, you can oh, see that. Oh, back to cats. Coming, this is good. We? Yeah, like that. That only ends one way, doesn't it? You get, you eventually get mauled. Yeah, the tiger's going to mangle you've got, you. You've got to just understand that you will eventually get. Tigers are famously manglers, the aren't they? They are. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, your naked roll mats. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're gonna they're gonna eat their way out of your pocket in no time, aren't they? And probably into your oh, sternum. I guess so, yeah. Because yeah, that's they're, the only they're, place they're they can like, go. I think, well, they're accomplished burrowers, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think you've made a serious error putting them in your pocket, mate. I think you're asking for trouble there. Yeah, they're either going to... Im- right. God, it's a good thing you're not still living on your boat because there's only two ways they're getting out of your pocket. One is burrowing into your chest cavity. Or, well, no, it's lower than that, isn't mm. it? Into your abdominal cavity. Or, if, which is bad, right? You don't want a colony of mole rats growing up in your abdominal cavity. And no. the other alternative is they escape out of your pocket, drop to the floor, and then burrow through the hull of your ship. Um, right, right. Both of which are bad. But I suppose now you're on land, if they hole the bottom of your house, mm. you're less likely to sink than you previously were. Much less likely, yes. I mean, that would, yeah. be, that would be a great irony, to sink on land now that you've finally left your seagoing ways behind. You'd need a sinkhole, wouldn't you? A sinkhole. I get a clue's in the name, isn't it? They'd have to they'd have to excavate quite a large area. Or or break the the kind of barrier between a pre existing sinkhole. Or you move into your house and then realise as you disappear that nobody mentioned that it was built on quicksand. Right, yeah. right, yeah. That's possible. We get a lot of quicksand in North Somerset. Yeah. Actually, I say that, I say that, but there's a beach near me that um, is covered with signs saying, don't go on the beach, it's all sinking sand. Right, they used to have signs on the beach. Or, but it doesn't say sinking sand, it says like, they sunk, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, uh, speaking of like buildings sinking. Yeah. Uh, I was reading recently about uh, this is nothing to do with cats. Just to warn you, um, I was reading about the the village of Dunwich in Suffolk. Okay, yeah, right. Have you heard of this at all? Well, I've heard of Dunwich. I had I had no idea. Right. So there's the River Dunwich. Yeah, that goes to the sea uh, on the east coast of the UK. Yeah, that's in, probably in what I've heard of. I used to have to drive to Ipswich every week. So um, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yes, carry on. So there's this little tiny village on, on the, the Suffolk coast called Dunwich, with less than 100 people living in it. It's a tiny little village with a church and some houses and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, but it used to be, um, 
like 800 years ago, one of the largest cities in Britain. Oh, is this the one with the port that ended up silting up? Or is that different? Kind, well, maybe, maybe. It's it's slightly more dramatic than that. Okay. Um, so it exploded. It, it was in... It sank. In like the... In the late 13th century. Ghost. Ghost. It basically... It was a huge city. It was at the time in the top 10 biggest cities in Britain. It was the same size as London. Basically. Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, it was bigger, bigger than London. It was the size London was 100 years after this event. Right. Okay. Uh, and what happened was uh, it was a it was a port. It was an international port. Was it a storm? Uh it was a series of storms. Ah, oh, you know, I do and remember this. That's why I know the name. The Dunwich. entire yeah. city basically just fell into the sea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, yeah, there was a, a big storm which which washed away a bunch of buildings at the front. Yeah. Uh, this is like twelve eighty seven, I think. Right. And then there was another one that did even worse, and then um, that caused the the river it was built on. Oh, it changed the course yeah. of the river, awesome. so the river moved two and a half miles up the coast, which is quite a long and way. And then to the move. town. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, huge way. Yeah, and then so the town had lost its like facilities, a port, and everyone moved out, huh. and they stopped maintaining the coastal defences. And then seventy years later, in in something like thirteen sixty, I think around thirteen sixty two, around then there was a, this enormous, um, huge like tidal wave in the North Sea, right? That um, washed away tidal large wave parts or tsunami. Of, I, I don't know if it was a tsunami. I think that's that's quite a specific thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. it was some kind was of huge like um a tide thing, yeah, yeah which okay. basically washed out what changed the coast of of East Britain and uh the west bit of Denmark and and all this. Yeah. It was enormous. Killed like um like 30,000 people. Oh or wow. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and it basically just washed the entire city out to sea. Amazing. Le- leaving nothing but like a few buildings on the very west edge of it. Huh. Uh, and now, and now, so just just like two hundred meters away from this tiny little village in Suffolk, is an entire medieval city, just underwater. Wow! Just off the coast, like it's it's been massively eroded in eight hundred years. Obviously, there's, there's there's not much left, but it was it was a huge city for the time, and huh. it's just gone. It's just completely That's gone. That's brilliant, isn't it? It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good story, Dave. So the the enormous wave. I did look it up. I've kind of forgotten what it was called. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Wave. It, no, it, well, it's it's got it's got like a Saxon name. Oh, great. Um, but I can't remember what it is. But it translates to like the Great Man Drowning. Oh wow, that is a good. Which name. Which is such an impressive name for a for an event. Isn't yeah, it? or a child. Great man Drowning. You should consider that for a, <laughs> probably a son rather than a daughter, as it's got. But I mean that. So so to sum up, that that is a way in which a house could sink. That is a way in which is a house could sink. Is that what's happened to your house? Well, I hope not. I do live on the coast. Right. So you presumably you'll sink at some point in a great man drowning. Probably, yeah. Although yeah. nothing about goats in there. Maybe the goat will save you. Maybe, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would I be... I do live hope. on a coast with, with, with like one of the largest tidal bores in the world. So there's several things that could be. It could be... Like a, a wild boar, like they eat in Asterix, which kind mm-hmm. of comes up with the tide and charges along the river. Or it could just be someone who stands as you come onto the beach, explaining in really, really serious, very, very detail, tedious, tedious detail. Every, yeah. every detail of the movements of the tide as it progresses through the air. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And those are literally the only two things it could possibly be. So I'm intrigued to know which one of those two you're talking about. It's the boring man. Right. Yeah. Right. And that and that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um going back to, to haunted things as well, there's there's also a like a local legend in Dunwich yeah. of the ghost of a lady who uh who fell in love with the sailor mm. who um who left her and ruined her reputation and, and went out to sea. Oh no. And so she went up on the cliffs and cut her own heart out and threw it into the sea. Oh well that'd be quite difficult to do. You'd think so. You think like the cutting out bit, you could maybe give it a good start. Yeah, but it, the, the throwing, the throwing bit seems unlikely. I have it? my doubts about this story. I mean, there's only but one the, way uh, to know, the... Dave. Uh, um, I suggest you give it a go, and I'll film it on my phone, and we can then kind of, <laughs> we can have a look and see how you've got on. It'll be it'll do wonders for my Instagram feed. Have you got an Instagram feed? I don't know. You're no. pretending to be one of the it, cool kids again, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any, We don't have Instagram feeds. We're nothing like we're, we're, for that. We're far too old yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly true. I've got, I've got a, I've got a Facebook page that I never look at. That's right. all I've got. I mean, that's just, my entire social media. Yeah, having a Facebook page is a real kind of. It's a real marker of, of senility now. But there you go. Yes, it, it really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, the um, the, the, the woman who, who threw her heart in the sea, uh, the legend is the heart occasionally washes up on the beach. Right. And if anyone picks it up, then doom will befall them. Really? Yeah. Are you, is everybody I, sure it's not just, you know, like uh, an unlucky octopus or something? Well, I, I was wondering, like, who would... You're on a beach, right? Yeah. You're on a windswept, rainy Suffolk beach, right? And then, and then, like a a rotting internal organ washes up next to you. Yeah. Who who's ever going to pick that up? Oh well, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. I'd be like, oh, brilliant, an organ. <laughs> an organ. Yeah. Yes. I'll take that home either for my organ collection or for dinner, depending <laughs> on which it, which category it seems to fit better in. You know, any found organ is a candidate for either the collection or dinner, isn't it? Really? I mean, would Bar- Barney would Barney would pick it up, right? Oh, Barney would definitely. He'd just eat it. He wouldn't even see yeah. it. It'd just be gone. Yeah. But doom would befall him. Would it? Is it people who pick it up or dogs that eat it? They strike me as different categories. Right, right. He'd have to pick it up. He'd have to pick it up to eat it, right? As it's a ghost heart. Once he's digested mm. it and it's become a dog poo, does it keep Ooh. washing up as a dog poo or does it stay as a heart? <laughs> what, what, how does it work? I think it would still work. I just, I just think the category of people who would pick up a rotting heart they found on a beach yep. is... Again, me, definitely. Is, is maybe very small, but perhaps even larger than the category of people who just pick up a, a dog poo off a beach. Really? Mm. Wow, now I'm starting to feel like maybe um maybe I'm the outlier here instead of But the as median. as Barney's owner, you would pick up the dog poo, wouldn't you? Oh no, I definitely see I uh, sorry, joking aside, when I see a dog poo, I pick it up because if it's not my dogs, which it usually <laughs> is, um then it's somebody <laughs> giving us dog owners a bad name by leaving a poo. So see a dog poo, pick it up all the day, you'll have good luck. No. That's the That's not the saying. It's 
see a dog poo, pick it up until you find a bin. You'll have a dog poo. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how the saying goes. See a dog poo, let it lie. Everyone you love will die. Actually, that'd be quite a good one, wouldn't it? To if people believed that, there'd be less dog poos lying around. Yeah, yeah. I Although it so. doesn't specify what you've got to do with it, other than not let it lie. Like kick it really hard, for example, <laughs> could be could be one of the ways out. It's weird, isn't it? Um, with like picking up dog poos. This is yeah. nothing to do with cats at all, is it? We're just talking about dog poo now. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where, when we were kids, no one picked up dog poo. No, it was everywhere, wasn't it? And and now, it's seen as absolutely like wrong to not pick it up. Like, what an amazing. Like very mundane, but but amazing social change has happened in the last like thirty years. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's not just dog poo. There's lots of stuff. I I worked in an office in the in the early two thousands where people smoked at their desks. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember and being that, able to that's, smoke inside. That's quite rightfully now seen as insane, astonishing. Yeah, it's completely yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. I once you chain smoke on planes. Yeah, Weird. I once chain smoked all the way to Brazil. Uh, poor right. guy sitting next to me must have had a horrible time. Mm. Yeah, on a plane. That, yeah, I wasn't swimming or anything. <laughs> in a canoe. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really difficult to to chain smoke if you were swimming all the way to Brazil. You'd need some kind of waterproof cigarette, I suppose. What if you were doing backstroke? Yes, then you could do it as long as the weather was clement. Yeah, you'd have to be. You'd have to make sure you don't. Ash on your face, though. Uh, I, I think you'd have to have um, some kind of a tube with a cigarette in it to oh, a, like protect a, like it a... from wind and and spray, but b collect the ash. Like like one of those elegant, fancy nineteen thirties cigarette holders. Yes. Yeah. But surrounded by glass, fine glass. Have you come across <laughs> uranium glass? Uranium glass is yeah. is this like to do with the kind of radium stuff where people made glass that glowed? Yeah, it's like green glass that glows a bit. You can still buy it. You can make jewellery out of it and stuff. Can you still buy it? Yeah, I, I don't think was... it's dangerous. I think uranium glass, at least green uranium glass, I don't even know if it glows anymore. But um, right. you can definitely buy uranium glass that's green. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought I thought that was one of those things people find them in like thrift shops in the US, but they're actually still a bit radioactive. And oh, I mean, really maybe they them. are deadly. I, I um, again, rules not allowed to Google anything. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't know. But yeah, if you've got some uranium glass, you know, why not eat it? See what happens. <laughs> Just crunch it up. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You might turn into the Incredible Hulk if you're lucky. <laughs> yes, it's quite possible. I think that's how well, not, the Incredible Hulk was formed, wasn't it? He well, not not quite possible. It, it, I, I guess it is possible. In a yeah, in a quantum universe, it I is mean, possible. I mean, come on, Dave. It's it's more plausible than what's happened with your goat. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I mean, it's positively it likely been... compared to that. I mean, I have to confess, I might have been exaggerating slowly, slightly with the goat thing. Is it not as big as you mentioned? No, it's a tiny goat. Yeah. How big is the goat? A pygmy goat. And it doesn't bleat. It doesn't bleat all the time either. Okay. Just about seventy percent of the time. Okay. Is it a pygmy goat then, or is it smaller than that, like a micro goat? What's the difference between a pygmy goat and a micro goat? Well, a pygmy goat is a readily available small goat. The right. pygmy goat is to the goat 
as the gnome is to the human. Um, Fictional? No, (laughs) just small. Whereas a micro goat is a goat so small that you need a microscope to see it. (laughs) Right. Like a... Oh no! Oh, I, I gonna, almost I thought, think of something I thought I had a pun there. I oh, had no. a pun with with protozoa and goats, but it didn't work. Goatozoa. Proto, goatozoa. Protogoat. It's it's not good enough. Goatozoa is good enough, isn't it? Is it? Okay. I don't. I think you have to explain it, otherwise no one will have any clue what what pun you're trying to make. Well, Dave, when I'm trying to think of um of a pun to do with micro goats, goatozoa is my go to pun. Go to pun. Yes. Yeah. That's very yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, please. Myself, I have, but... I have twice in my life seen a cat and a fox having a tense standoff. Really? Mm. Oh, good for and you. Both times, both times, the cat easily won. Yeah, my little kitten Kev has been bullying a, a working cocker spaniel who's come to visit today. Not bullying him like really, or her, I should say, really badly, but just. Pointing out that he's in charge, you know, by giving her the odd whack on the snoot. He does that mm. with Barney, and Barney just kind of plays with him. But um, this dog isn't used to a cat or just kind of whack her on the snoot. So she only goes, right. oh, oh, sorry. Even though she's a great big working cocker spaniel. You had a previous cat who was quite scratchy, Oh, he was a right? full-size cat. He was a proper cat. Yeah, he was, he was problematically hardcore. He used to actually hurt Barney quite, quite often, yeah. Yeah, you told me you were worried he might actually seriously yeah, yeah, injure Yeah, we were worried he was going to take his eye out. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a problem. So this kitten growing up with Barney just plays with him instead of seeing him as, as, a, as a monster to be battled, which is better. It's more healthy. I do, I do enjoy um, kittens and their sort of like play hunting behaviour. Oh, Kevin it's... still does that ridiculous thing where he kind of charges and leaps with both his arms up in the air like it's just hilarious <laughs> one day i should probably kind of watch him and try and get him doing it in slow motion on my phone because it's so funny kind of anzying barney usually yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's nice because like uh, the, the kitten like um my uh my father-in-law has a, a fairly new kitten. oh right okay so i, uh, I think he's like there you're gonna I say your about father-in-law anzies things with his arms up in the air just does he does. He does yeah. that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very excitable. Um, but he's got a new kitten, and and we we went to see him a while ago, and I really enjoy that level of cat where he's full in on. I'm hunting. I'm doing a big hunt. I'm a little cat running a big yeah. hunt, but also still has the kind of wherewithal to know this is just playing. Yes. So the claws come out, but they don't. They come back in. Yeah. You know, and, and the biting happens, but it's it's little biting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not she's not trying to actually hurt. She's still clearly playing, yeah. you know. And I, I feel there's a point in a cat's life where they stop being a kitten and become like, I'm not playing anymore. If I bite you, I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> well, I hope Kevin never gets to that point. I think Barney will keep him young, hopefully. Oh, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Barney always wants to play. Do you remember years ago? Yes, we, I do. We, yes, that's we the answer did... to that question. Oh, good. Okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 did an advert, yeah. and we uh, involved animating photographs of cats. Yes, quite a lot Actually, of the you things did, that we you did lots. I did yeah. I did the last couple with you, I think. Yeah, but you did yeah. a lot before me. Yeah, uh, and we we went to a, a photographic studio for a day. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To photograph kittens. 
Yes, they're some of my favourite days are the days photographing kittens. Yeah. I, I always look back at that day. It was it was insane. Yeah, like we went yeah. we went to this this big studio, and there were like a dozen people at least there. Yeah, including two kitten handlers, and a vet, and a bunch of executives, and a photographer, and you and me, and some runners, and all sorts of people. Yeah, in order to spend a whole afternoon taking photographs of cats. Yeah against like a white background yeah so that when we got home i could cut them out and animate them in flash yeah right yeah uh and it was it was a lovely day had a great time but I, it always struck me as just the most incredible waste of time and money <laughs> well, how could like, you possibly think that was a waste of time and money it's photographed well, not for cats. us it was great like we both <laughs> got paid for the day it was brilliant but like the whole day. So my job there was basically, my job was to sit next to the laptop where the pictures came up and like say whether I thought that was a nice photograph of a kid or not. <laughs> That's and a the, very important and, and very and skilled job, is, David. They were all nice because they had photographs of kittens. <laughs> yes. So I was like, yep, mm, yep, good. Yep, 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 yep. And then a couple of days later, the photos came through and it was like, you know, 600 photographs of kittens. Yeah. And I chose two of them. Well, <laughs> we should, should clarify as well, because like it wasn't just wasn't just like a fashion shoot, right? You need the kittens to be in action poses with their arms kind of distinct from the body, don't you? So Yeah, we were, yeah. Or the Wrangler, I should say, was trying to, you know, get them to pounce up and leap and things. Yeah, so and... it was it was like hours of of someone with a with a, a like stuffed toy on a string waving it in front of a kitten to make the kitten stand up and yeah. Put its arms out so I could, we could get a nice photograph of the kitten's arms outstretched. Yeah, but it was, it was astonishing. It was an astonishing waste of of time and money, wasn't it? No, it like, wasn't. It was an extremely good use of both time and money. It's photos I could have of gone kittens. on a stock image site and got all the images I needed. No, in like no, an hour. I disagree. For like fifty quid, the universe would have been a poorer place for us. It yeah. was. It was a necessary. It was a vital thing that had to happen. <laughs> but you had you had even madder stories, didn't you? Like before I worked with you, you you they flew you to New York, didn't they? To oh yeah, and Venice kind of and thing. Paris, and yeah, I went all over. Yeah, to take photos of animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spent a day in the penguin enclosure at Edinburgh Zoo. Was one of my favourite ones. Getting pictures of penguins. I loved that. That was great. Although the penguins smelled really bad. Right, um, right. But most what people haven't got. Fish, rotting fish. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I hadn't managed... Most people haven't managed to spend a day in an enclosure full of penguins. The other thing that I'd, I'd kind of realised when I got in there with them is I was with rockhopper penguins mainly and some gentoos. And uh, rockhopper penguins are the ones with the kind of fire starter yellow hair, the punk hairdo. And they look oh, really yeah, cool. The... Right, um, right. But their eyes... A burning red, fiery coals of purest hatred. You <laughs> never guess just how like aggro they look with these bright red evil eyes. Like, wow, man, these because I wanted cutesy penguins, right? Mm. Like, wow, these penguins are hardcore. And gentoo penguins look much cuter, but they haven't got the super cool yellow feathers on their heads. So, um, Anyway, I gave them all people eyes because that's what you do, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, bird bird eyes are, are generally mad. Like, I know I'm not the biggest fan of seagulls, but seagulls have like these horrible, 
like mad wide yellow eyes that just make them look furious and insane all the time. Having done but all birds, all birds have got mad eyes, don't they? Yeah. Having done what we have been doing for the last, you know, couple of decades, um, I've got a reasonably good understanding of of which animals have the worst eyes. Yes. Uh, I'm yeah, a yeah. big fan of lemur eyes. Lemur eyes are amazing. They kind of bright yellow and staring. And uh, gorilla eyes similarly. Um, we um, goat eyes are horrible, did... aren't they? I feel sorry. They are. They're mad. Yeah, you with your goat sticking out of your abdomen with its weird sideways eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 did a job a long time ago where it involved us buying like taxidermy glass eyes. I wondered if you were going to talk about that. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 spent a a lovely couple of afternoons browsing. To try and find the maddest eyes we could think of. The very worst eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deer eyes are quite weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We definitely got some goat eyes, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what did I... I, I made teeth. Or did I use casts of teeth? Yeah, no, I used fake teeth, didn't I? I got fake teeth. And I um I stuck them in... Kind of gums made of sugru, kind of rubbery stuff. Mm. And the fake eyes. Oh, they were gorgeous, weren't we, they? What beautiful things we made. It was it was puppets. Uh you were making puppets. Like deliberately yeah. grotesque looking puppets. Uh I mean you mean yeah. beautiful looking puppets. Oh, they were beautiful, yes. Yeah. yeah. Everything we yeah. make is beautiful, Dave. That's true. Yes. Including your goat. That's true of, of all of all creative works. They're all beautiful in their own way. In their own way. Yes, it's true. Yes. Yes. I think we're doing a good job of explaining people how cats work, right? Oh, we are, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been What's quite... your favourite part of a cat? Mm, I mean, it's quite tempting to say toe beans because lots of people like the toe beans, mm. but it wouldn't be true. Like, that's not... I think... Do you know what? I think my favourite bit of the cat is the nose. I think their noses okay. are really good. They've got a lovely mm. kind of bridge of the nose, which is, I mean, and they're the same on big cats as well, aren't they? But bigger. You've got a lovely bridge of the nose. It's just got this little kind of fuzz of fur on it. And then the nose itself, which is always perfectly presented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're good. Nose is the best bit. I, think. I also, I like the cheeks. You know, you get a cat, you can kind of give it a, like a scrub, ruffly rub under its chin, under its cheeks. They yeah, really, they really like. Well, that's like yeah. that. That's that's what they do to scent things, isn't it? They rub their cheeks. So am I? Am I scenting kind of, myself? Some kind of glad. I think so. I think that's why they enjoy it because it's oh, like. Oh uh... dear! So it enjoys it because I'm milking its gland. Oh god! Suddenly <laughs> yeah, it feels much gland. more sordid. Oh, but also, I didn't mean to milk your, its gland. Ugh. You're you're telling the cat that that it owns you as well. Okay, right? well that's all right. I mean that that sounds fair enough, really. Yeah, but we won't have any gland milking in this house. That sounds no. that sounds extremely unchristian. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite bit milking. of a cat? Well, I <sighs> it's not milking if it's not milk. Is that what you're going to say? We covered yeah, this in the say, previous yeah, episode, yeah. didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's more well, glanding. Glanding. It. Yeah. Oh, no, that Oiling. Kind of, does scenting. It? Oiling. Yeah. Scenting. I, I think my, my favourite part of a cat is probably its chin. The chin's good. 
under the chin. If a cat lets me stroke under its chin, then I feel really privileged. I'm going to say this like it's true, without checking. Did you know that people are the only things with chins? Uh, I did not know that. What? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a like a fact. It is a fact. It's a definitely right. true fact that I think might be true. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you mean by chin? You mean distinct from just a lower jaw? Because lots of animals have lower jaws. Is there some definition of chin here that's separate to just jaw? Yes. That you're talking about? Yeah. Do you mean like a fleshy bit sticking out from the jaw? Well, the, the opposite of that, like it's a bony bit sticking out under the jaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, so all animals other than people, definite fact, their yeah. jaw just kind of go, recedes back into the head. Whereas with people... You've got a protruding bony bit that sticks out. Even uh, even the other great apes. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even other hominids. Like Neanderthals didn't have a chin, for example. What do you do? You know why we have a protruding chin? I don't know. Why Why do you have a protruding goat? Nobody knows. Well, I mean, science can't <laughs> answer some questions, can it? <laughs> no, it can't. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. That I, for all I know, there might be a reason, or it could just be one of those selection things. Who knows? Presumably, um, Jimmy Hill and Quentin Tarantino are uh, in that category. The the, the most, most desirable men evolved. who have ever yes, lived. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. People being selected for large chins. I wonder if that's our direction mm. of travel as a species. That eventually we'll be ninety percent chin. <laughs> yeah, like those um those fifty science fiction stories about you know where humanity is evolving, and in the future instead of having enormous brains and withered little legs, we'll just have it's huge just chin. chins. Yeah, yeah, I just think chins. that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah. And I, I for one, right. I'm fine with that. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although by you know by then obviously. Our evolution will be directed by the um, the AI overlord, um, right? Yes, which, it will. Yeah, which definitely. I'm, I'm thoroughly behind and in favour of. Me too. Yes, I'm absolutely a hundred percent in favour of the machine intelligence that will one day. For the for the uh, record, for the record, we are pro the machine intelligence that will dominate humanity. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Silicon God for the win. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Silicon God. Two thumbs Can't up wait. each, not two thumbs up between us, which would only be one <laughs> thumb each. Anyway, cats. Cats. Yes. My my partner, um, she when she was a teenager, her family had two cats. There was basically this enormous um they're both quite big. They're big cats. There was yeah. one big black cat. <laughs> when you say was, they're big cats, that, that was... is a thing with a specific meaning. <laughs> <laughs> one was the tiger and the other was a lion. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know what happens to pet tigers, right? We do, yeah, <laughs> we do. Sadly, so there was this massive black cat who was hugely unfriendly and would yeah. like bite and scratch anyone that came near. Yeah, and there was this other one who was a. Do you know what a ragdoll is? Yes, I do actually. Yes, it, he was. A, it's called um, uh, Mash Cat. His name was Oscar, but everyone called him Mash Cat. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was just this big, like ridiculous, hugely fluffy, enormous, um. Very placid cat. Mm. Um, like ragdolls are, they're called that because they just go limp yeah. all the time. 
Right. Uh, you pick them up, they just go, oh, yeah. oh, this is nice. And then he'd fall asleep on the sofa and just slowly over the course of an hour would slide <laughs> off the sofa <laughs> onto the floor without ever waking up, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, and then later in life, uh, the cats got separated. Um, so uh, Mash Cat went to live with with uh, a partner's brother and, and Domino, who was the, uh, the black cat, went to live with her mum. And only then, after like 10 years of cat ownership, did they realise that Mash Cat was an absolute nightmare bully. And Domino's anger and fury about everything in the world had just been because she had been completely bullied her whole life. Oh. And overnight, she turned into the most affectionate, lovely cat in the world. Oh, wow. Just instantly. The moment she didn't have this enormous ragdoll eating all her food and, and like bullying her out of things. Right. She just turned into a lovely cat. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? But the the ragdoll um, just carried on doing his his thing forever. Yeah. He was just like this because he was huge, right? Yeah, they're, they're very large. I mean, cats. how huge? Like um, Zeppelin size? About the size of France. Right, that is big. So yeah, I never realised. Yeah, talking about angry cats. My my um my grandmother used to have a cat as well. Yeah, who was. Utterly hostile to all human life that wasn't her. Right. When we were kids, the cat had to be shut in the, the bedroom because it would just go for us. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was an awful cat. Awful. <laughs> so my experience of cats is that they're often terrible. <laughs> well, Kevin's a very good cat. Right. Unlike Catbot 9000 who came before, he was good in his own terms, but, you know, he was a, he was a proper cat and a danger to the dog and not... Mm particularly affectionate you know he just used to go out and do cat things but uh kevin so far is is um is great fun big fan of kevin good old kev he's not a good boy he's definitely a naughty boy he's twabble with a capital twa but yeah he's fun he's very pretty as well barney's very right. scruffy and uh kevin is very well presented when they sit there looking at you one of them has got a big smile on his face and looks all scruffy and hairy and the other one is kind of looking at you like he's calculating how he's going to rip your arms off and completely bald. And perfectly presented. No, you're thinking of your naked mole rats. Oh, I am, yes. How, yes. how are they as pets? Are they? Uh, are you enjoying having naked mole rats as pets? <laughs> I am, yes. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, they're great. Do they um, interact in any interesting ways? Um, I mean, they gnaw on things. They gnaw on uh, things, yeah. That's pretty much all they do. If, that, you're, if for, you're into gnawing... For, for them, then... that behaviour is normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes they burrow everywhere right yeah yeah they burrow and they gnaw and if you they... feel like your house is inadequately burrowed like you'd rather it was more of a honeycomb type affair are you going towards a pun here no i'm not i'm just observing that they oh, would okay. make good pets right. in that situation you oh know? i see right right yeah right. they would wouldn't they yeah yeah have we covered cats what are you, you covering your cat with? In my experience, they don't like it. They, you know, like put one under the duvet, tries to get out, for example. Have you ever done the thing where you put a bit of sellotape on a cat? Oh, it, it strikes me as quite mean. It. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I've never done yeah. it because it looks awful. It looks like I a, don't think a mean the cat enjoys do. it, really. Have you, have you ever no. tried putting a cucumber down and seeing if the cat's terrified of the cucumber? I'd forgotten about I haven't, that until but right I, now. I did. I had a friend, actually. I've just remembered. I had a friend uh, who had a cat mm. who was terrified of oranges. Really? Absolutely terrified of oranges. 
Like you put an orange on the floor, it would run away. It would not go within a meter of the orange. Really? Like it would edge round in this kind of circle of safety <laughs> uh, around the orange. Yeah, interesting. Kev's got a problem with mushrooms. Not that he'll avoid them. He attacks them. I think mushrooms, right. button mushrooms particularly, seem to be a real sweet spot in terms of weight and texture, and you know, like you can get your claws in it and bat it around, and it bounces. And oh, they're a good texture, it. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. your button mushroom is kind of perfect if you're a small cat. Your closed cup right. mushroom, yeah, that's uh, it's a perfect for for a cat toy. Haven't seen whether he's scared of cucumbers yet, though. Maybe I'll try that at some point. Have a look. Yeah. Try a cucumber. Try a courgette. Try a pickle. Yeah. Try a nine-foot python. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. How many pythons have you got? Tragically few. Do you know yeah. what? If you keep on with the naked mole rats, they'll attract pythons. I don't understand people that have snakes as pets. I don't get it. I don't get what you get from that. A snake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, actually, thinking about it, you get a big a big snake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I should have just thought that through another couple yeah. of seconds and I would have, yeah. I would have realized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, they don't give you much back, do they? Or at least they don't appear to. It's like I can understand having a pet that's not affectionate, right? Yeah. Just because the animal's really cool. But what do snakes do? They just kind of sit about. What's your What's and an you example of a, every, an animal that every two months you give it a like a, a frozen mouse and it's happy for a bit, and then it just sits there. But what What's the Where's the joy in that pet? I don't understand. What's an example of a pet that you would you would have because it's cool, even though it doesn't show you affection? I guess something I can understand people that have like tarantulas, right? You really? I wouldn't want I'd, one myself, I'd, but I can understand. So I'm amazed that you don't put tarantulas and snakes in the same category. Because I At least a tarantula does something, right? Right. Oh, that's interesting. I'd put them both in the same category of like potentially quite scary pet that um I wouldn't you know I I don't, I don't mind really... the scariness, right? You can you can contain a pet. Can you? What if it doesn't want to be contained? How how's it going <laughs> containing all those naked mole rats that are currently burrowing through your house, attracting pythons? Do you know what? If I had a python, I'd have a use for all these naked mole rats, definitely. <laughs> yes, you would. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And if you had naked mole rat infestation, you'd have a use for the python. The whole thing is... Yeah, yeah. You know, it works, doesn't it? The whole it's thing cyclical, works around. Yeah. 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 That's why maybe all those people just have mole rats everywhere. If you could have one pet that's not a dog or a cat, yeah, or a chicken or a guinea pig, you've got loads of pets. Actually, this is a terrible. I've got question. lots of animals. What would it be? Well, I mean, one a... of the animals you don't currently have. I mean, I'm well prepared pet? for this because we regularly have this conversation, and um, right. mainly because I'm constantly being lobbied to get more animals by my daughter. But um, I think so. Here's here's the thing. Ideally, we need a field, right? Because you quite quickly get into the area of animals that aren't really compatible with a garden um because mm. i would really like to have a couple of small goats and i'd really like a narwhal <laughs> I'd, I'd keep the narwhal in the field yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it'd probably be fine um <laughs> i'd shove its head in a bucket right <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a very long bucket for a narwhal wouldn't it yeah actually you could just put it in the feeding trough 
Mm. Not feeding yeah. trough, the drinking trough. The feeding trough would be useless <laughs> in there. <laughs> it wouldn't help it at all. Um, but yeah, I'd like a couple of small goats and I would, the small ones, not big ones. And I would really like to have a couple of al- alpacas. They seem really, really mm, cool. They'd and they, be good, wouldn't they? And they yeah. sing, they hum in the evening. You, you need to have a few of them. You can't just have one on its own. They, what, they hum? They do. They go, ooh. Yeah, they, they sing together. They're such incredibly cute little things. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they're great. And I'd like to have a couple of chinchillas. Your chinchilla has... Oh, chinchillas. Yeah. Wow. Chinchillas right. have the thickest hair in the animal kingdom. Um, and just look really, really lovely. Did I ever tell you about Colin the chinchilla? No. So years ago, I used to live opposite Hackney City Farm, and I used to go there to get breakfast at the cafe there regularly. Uh, and me and Jackie would go down there, and they had various animals. They had like a big run full of rabbits. They had quite a lot of rabbits, and the rabbits were running around like nutcases. And there was a little chinchilla who lived in there who we called Colin. And you'd go down, and Colin would generally be sat looking out of the window with this look of kind of just very deep concern about how he was surrounded by these lunatic rabbits running around everywhere. He was just kind of looking out, kind of going, (laughs) (laughs) I always wanted to take Colin home with me so he didn't have to live with all these lunatic rabbits charging around all over the place. (laughs) <laughs> poor little colin yeah so i'd love to have a chinchilla you probably want a couple of chinchillas don't you they seem really really lovely. are they are they social actually i'm friends? not sure i don't know anything about chinchillas except that colin didn't really like living with all those rabbits maybe they're not social did i ever tell you about the goat sanctuary no there's a goat sanctuary near us and i've been there a couple of times and it is hilarious. There's loads of goats there, big ones and little ones, and ones that look like kind of old Scottish men with big beards. And, you know, right. they're just brilliant. And you can buy a little bag of raw pasta, uncooked pasta, and then feed the pasta to the goats. The goats go mad for it. Oh, right, right. Yeah, the goats are famously hungry things, right? And um, Specifically for pasta. Yeah, they love raw pasta. And um, I watched someone getting goat bombed there which is one of the funniest things i've seen there was um a bloke there like a, a young adult bloke who was just sitting on a bench on his phone not paying attention to the goat sanctuary and another guy who was clearly his mate had got a couple of bags of pasta and he was kind of chucking a few bits here and there to attract this massive great throng of goats who all came and thronged around him so he had loads of goats and then he got the other bag which was full and just chucked it onto his mate who was sitting there on his phone ignoring (laughs) the goats (laughs) <laughs> and this massive throng of goats just leaped on him and started, you know, grabbing all the pasta out from his the wrinkles of his clothes. And he started oh, wow. screaming and jumped up on the jumped up on the bench. And all these goats were like rearing up on him. And his mate was just in hysterics, rolling around on the floor. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Like goat bombing is is one of the best pranks I've ever seen. It's very good. That's excellent. <laughs> That's a good prank, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Pranks, pranks shouldn't be cool. No, and he deserved it because he was just sitting on his phone at the goat sanctuary, not playing. But it's like you get pranked, you get a surprise, but you also get lots of 
just goats jumping on you. Yeah, and yeah, you get the joy of the goat attack. And, yeah, and joyful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the jokes, obviously, the goats weren't attacking him. They were just trying to get at all the yeah, pasta. Yeah, yeah. But the pasta was in the folds of his clothes. It was brilliant. It, it, very, it very funny. So goats, goats are brilliant. Goats. Yeah. Are they better than cats? Depends on the usage. Right. Actually, goats uh, are very goats are very agile as well. You know, like famously mountain goats. And have you ever seen pictures of goats in trees? They'll just climb up in a tree yeah, and have, stand yeah, in yeah. a tree. Well, I live I live quite near Cheddar Gorge. Right. And um, Cheddar Which is Gorge just, has that's like where a you wild, go to gorge on uh, Cheddar, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's just well, a, I mean, just yes. a big big amphitheater full of wheelbarrows full of cheese where fat men sit and they shovel cheese into your face. Is that right? That's Cheddar I mean, Gorge, it, isn't it? It's it's not actually far off. Right. Like, there's quite a lot of places that sell you cheese. Right, okay. Uh, so Cheddar Gorge is uh, where the cheese cheddar comes from. They, find, uh, they a, mine it in huge... the gorge. They do. Yeah. Well, they make it in caves, in the caves. Um, like, traditionally. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's what's the word for cheese? I, I cheese say, like, is the word for cheese. When you when you leave cheese alone oh, for a while, right, yeah. What, what, I'm going to use the word, the word matured. Not... I don't think that is the right matured, word. Matured, yeah, but probably that's do, it. Yeah. yeah, like it's traditionally matured in in caves. Yes, in the gorge in Cheddar. Yeah, um, but it's like a narrow. Um, Sorry, uh, just for clarity, Cheddar is a place, right? Cliffs. Cheddar is a place. It is a Cheddar, yes, which is, is why Cheddar cheese is called Cheddar cheese because it's made in Cheddar. Yes. yes. Well, I I don't think it's region predicted anymore, but it, it no, it but that's that's where yeah. Cheddar cheese comes from. Yeah. Yeah. But um, every time you drive through there, like it's the road is surrounded on both sides by cliffs because it's a gorge. Um, but there's always just goats in unlikely places just standing. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! On a rock, thirty feet up. They don't look like, like they no should be able to do it. Do they? They got... I know they've got they've got like hooves, like hooves right? Yeah, they're, they're ungulates. How on earth are those good for climbing? What's your, I, I what's your favorite ungulate? My favorite ungulate. Yeah. I, it's got to be. I, I mean, it is goat. I think goats are great. Tapir. Um, How does tapir compare? Are tapirs ungulates. Yep. Are they? Yep. Oh, okay. I um, I I saw. I went to. I took my. I'm my not going to Google daughter. that because that's the rules. Fact: Tapirs okay. are ungulates. I think. I thought tapirs are closer to elephants than than like deer, but I don't know. Well, don't how know. how how far away are they from elephants? Um, they've been always, geographically always in their proximity, <laughs> right? If you see an yes. elephant, you can guarantee that you're going to be near like at least twenty or thirty. Okay, tapirs. I have, I have a tapir story. Uh, it's slightly risque. Does it involve sticking tape uh, on your ear? No, it doesn't. Okay, I went to a zoo, uh, like a farm zoo place. Good story uh, so far. With my yep. with my young daughter. Okay, not risque and, so far. Um, yeah, and we went to see a tapir who was in a, a large enclosure. Yes, and. I learned that day and I had an awkward conversation oh, with no. my young daughter about oh, dear. that tapirs have enormous prehensile oh, no. parts. Members. Oh, dear. Parts. They do. Oh, no. And this one was going a bit mad and this, like, meter long. What? Flesh sausage. Oh, my God. Underneath him, just thrashing about. Oh, my God. Like, like, a, well, like, some... like a big angry snake. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Tapirs are definitely. Just dropped off my list of favourite ungulates. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They yeah yeah. Just like elephants, they they have prehensile parts. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, when you say just like elephants, it sounds like they are very much like elephants. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you wrote a song about that once, didn't you? I did. We, we won't go into that because this isn't the place. No, it's rude. It is. Yeah. But, um, wow. Tape ears, eh? Who'd have guessed it? Yeah, they are They are quite um, wow. unsettling things to look at. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crikey. Okay, well, I mean, that's Cats covered. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose we should probably so, wrap um, it up. We should, Not yeah, yeah. Are we, we going to decide what cats. we're going to talk about next time? Oh, yeah, let's do that. What should we talk about next time? Not tape ears. Well, we've done dogs and cats. We shall never talk so of I... tape ears again. <laughs> I think we should do something different from, from pet animals next time. Wild animals or a thing other than an animal? There's always octopus. There's squids. There's always squids, right? Squids. Squids are great. I do love a squid, as you know. Well, should we widen it out? We say, like, the sea. Oh, I thought you depths. were going to say widen out the squid. I mean... They're quite elastic, aren't they? You could probably they are. You could it. widen the squid quite away, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think we should talk about percentages you... rather than absolute measurements because there's so much variation in the original size of the starting squid. You know, yeah, like your colossal really squid's yeah. going to get a lot wider than your, you know, your your small common well, garden it's... squid. But is a colossal squid less flexible than a than a tiny micro squid? Only one way to find out. <laughs> That's what we're doing next time: <laughs> stretching squids. Uh, sorry, so is it going to be the sea or is it going to be squids next time? Uh, I think we should go for something wider like the sea. Okay, the sea is wider the than the squid, which is why you get squids in the sea. Because they can fit in because they're less wide. Yeah, you never get the sea in squids, do you? You can get a small bit of the sea in a squid, but not mm. the whole sea. Okay, the sea. Well, Next episode, which will be episode three, we'll be discussing the sea. Hooray! Hooray! The sea, your ancestral well, thank- home, Dave. Indeed, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So whence Yeah, I've got lots to say about the from sea. From the sea you came and from the sea you shall return. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from the sea to the sea. Yes. And of the sea I still smell a bit. <laughs> yes, it's true. Hooray! See you next time. See you next time, dude. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.